the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Amen. Okay, come with me to the book of James. James, 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 James. James chapter 5 and verse number 17 and 18. 17 in particular, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. Elias was a man. Let's say Elias was a man. man. You see, it is men that pray. It is a man who pray because men will always be dependent. The Bible says the wicked in the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts. So, when you don't have value for God, the Bible describes you as a very proud person. Most of the time, we describe proud people as people who have a certain attitude. They talk brashly and they don't know how to carry themselves very well around people. But one of the biblical definitions of a man who is proud is a person who does not pray. When you don't pray, the Bible says you are proud because you are too sure of yourself. That's what it means. Bible describes a man who does not have value for prayer as a proud man because he doesn't need God's influence for anything. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 to 6, he said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And so when you don't have value for the ways of God, you become stranded in the journey of life. God's ways are superior. God's ways are better. And the more you acquaint yourself with his ways, the more good things come to you. The Bible says in the book of Job, Job chapter 22 verse 21, he said, acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto you. Good will come unto you. I said good shall come unto you. Look at what the Bible says. Acquaint now thyself with the Lord. Acquaint. Somebody say acquaint. Acquaint yourself with the Lord. Stay in close contact with the Lord. Because one of the things that keeps you close to God is a life of prayer. When you fellowship with God in the word and in prayer, you will be close to God. There is no better description to have a close, intimate walk with God other than the place of prayer and the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, Think 145 verse 18. The Lord is near unto all them that call upon him. All them that call upon him. Everyone who calls. Everyone who calls will be near unto him. The Lord is near unto all them that call upon him. To all that call upon him in truth. And that is the essence of this prayer series. We are looking at living a life of prayer. And we are saying that a lot of people don't have a life of prayer. They pray. 
when there is a need. But when you pray because there is a need, you don't have a life of prayer. Your life is supposed to live on prayer. Prayer is supposed to be your life breath. And so, when you pray because there's a need, there's a challenge, there's a certain request you are putting across to God, you don't have a life of prayer. A person with a life of prayer prays at all times, prays without seasons, prays without fainting. That is a person with a life of prayer. And the reason why a lot of people don't have a life of prayer is because they don't know what to pray for. When you don't know what to pray for, you cannot develop a life of prayer. Because if all you've been taught is that you pray because there's something to ask from God, it's true. We pray to ask things from God, but prayer is much more than that. And even some of the things that we ask for God, they are in grace. There are things that are more important. There are more important things to ask in prayer. Most of the requests people present before God in prayer are bread and butter issues. They are everyday matters. They are not things that can bring all other things to you. We have been exploring the prayer life of certain people in scripture and we are seeing some of the things they prayed about, some of the things they requested from God and we are seeing the relevance of such things. And now we have come all the way to the man Moses. Somebody say Moses. I've just told you that one of the things that makes a person close to God or helps a person to remain in close contact with God is fellowship with God on the altar of prayer. There are a lot of believers today in the body of Christ who if not for a need in their life, they will not pray. They will not talk to God. But Moses prayed and prayed and prayed and he was so close to God. The Bible says, if there is any man I have raised, I've spoken to him in visions and dreams. But as for my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. That shows you the extent of closeness. He was so close to God that one day some people had an issue with him. And when they had the issue with him, God picked up the issue with the people. Praise the Lord. They were dealing with Moses, but God had stepped in behind Moses and had already executed judgment. Moses said, God, not so fast. Cool down. You see, when you come into that realm of intimacy, and unfortunately, when you are also down there, and you are not this close, you'll be praying about all the other things. You'll be praying about all the other things that you still be having problems. Look at what Moses prayed for. Exodus chapter 3, verse 12 to 17. And I pray that it will be your prayer also. Moses said to the Lord, you've been telling me, lead these people. But you have not let me know who you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. Now, that is very important. Moses said, you have given me favor in your sight. A lot of us, when we have favor in the sight of a great man, there are many things we will ask. There are many things we will ask. If you have favor in the sight of Nana Akufuado right now, I know a number of you ask for big contracts. You don't have a construction firm, but you ask for a contract. Many people ask for amazing things. But this man had favor with the king of kings and the lord of lords. He had favor with the one who controls the universe. He had favor with the one who made the heavens and the earth. He had favor with God who says that God is mine, the cattle is mine, a thousand, the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. And so what he asked is very, very significant. The more I meditate upon it week after week, the more I'm challenged 
to pray in certain specific ways. When the man, Solomon, had favor with God, remember what he asked. Because it, it's a man who has favor that will be given a blind check. Ask whatever you want. And this is Moses. He says, if I have found favor with you, Lord, this time it's not God giving him a blank check. It is he who is coming up with his request. He said, you have told me you have found favor with me. In other words, Moses, I like you. Turn to your name and say, God likes you. If you are online, you can type in and say, God likes me. God likes you. You have to walk in the consciousness that God likes you. God loves you. You are the best of God. There's no way you should have a low self-esteem with the idea and the philosophy that God likes you. God loves you. Many people have reasons why they don't like you. Certain gentleman has a reason why he will not choose you for a spouse. But God likes you anyway. And he loves you too much. Jesus, you love me too much. Too much. Too much. Now look at this. He said, if you are pleased with me. Look at that. If you are pleased with me. And in Christ Jesus, God is pleased with you. The Bible said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And if you are in him, in whom God is well pleased, then God must be well pleased with you. Somebody say, God is well pleased with me. That's why he's accepted you in the beloved. He said, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. He said, you've told me I have favor with you. I don't want to lose that favor. So show me what to do so that that favor will be there always. And amazing. It is very, very interesting that Moses' prayer that he prayed brought him into favor with God all the days of his life. Remember that this nation is your people. Verse number 14, 14 and 15. Then the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now Moses is saying that I want you to put me in a place where I will always find favor with you. God said, Moses, if you want favor with me always, then you need my manifest presence. When my manifest presence is with you, everywhere you go, favor will attend to you. From today, favor will attend to you everywhere you go. Most of the time, we go to places without God. That's why we are bound most of the time. You go with a nice dress. You go with a nice CV. You go with a nice perfume. But God is not with you. Do you know you can go with you can go for an interview with an overall, but if uh, uh, with a very dirty uh, mechanics overall, and then if the boss of the company has favor with you, he will disregard everybody in suit and say, "Give you the appointment." So it's not how you came there; it's who you are coming with. Am I communicating here? That's key. He said, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. Oh, 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 oh. How will anyone, somebody say, how will anyone? How will anyone know? How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else? Somebody say, what else? Verse 16, what else would distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? Somebody say, what else? What's the point of your difference? Your degree? <laughs> I pity you. Your beauty? I'm sorry for you. Your money? <laughs> Some people will be richer than you. He said, what will be the point of your difference? 
There are a lot of things you have in similarity with other people. But what makes you different? What makes you different? Because you see, life, you are rewarded not for your point of similarity. You are rewarded for your point of difference. What makes people reward you is what makes you different. That's why it's important that you learn to discover those things and put a lot of emphasis on it. He said, what will make us different from all other people? If not that your presence will go with us. Then look at verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked. Somebody say, I will do this very thing. In other words, when you ask for God's manifest presence to go with you, God will give it to you. He said, I will do this very thing you have asked. There are certain prayers and God is excited to hear them. Yeah. As your father, he's, he's excited to hear you call on him. But there are things that really, 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 really excite him most when they become your greatest obsession. The Bible said, when Solomon asked for wisdom, the request pleased the Lord. And here is the same thing. He says, Moses, I will do this very thing you have asked because it's something on my heart. I've been meaning for you to ask this. And you have asked for it and I will do this very thing for you. Because I'm pleased with you and I know you by name. Now, that is verse, chapter 33, verse 17. Look at verse 34. Verse 34, the presence was manifesting. The Bible said, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the tables of the covenant, the law in his hand, he was not aware his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. The presence, the manifest presence began to manifest. I see God's presence begin to manifest in your life. So we establish the fact that there is the indwelling presence of God, there is the universal presence of God, and there is the active manifest presence of God. That is the presence that makes things happen. That is the presence that even unbelievers can see. You see, the presence of God in you, you know that by faith. And that's why you should never allow your mind to dictate to you that you have lost your salvation. God has left you. God, he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. He shall be in you. The Holy Ghost lives in you permanently. Somebody say, he lives in me. He lives in me. He watches over everything within. Into da, da, da. That's the lion king, right? The lion king. He lives in you. He has no place to go. He said, behold, the tabernacle of God is amongst men. God lives in you. So that's God's indwelling presence. But you see, his presence will be there. But there is a certain presence that produces results. That even unbelievers will see it. And they will say, you are exempted. That presence, when you appear, it appears with you. That is the kind of presence we are talking about. And we said that that presence is mobile. That presence is visible. That presence yields dividends. Somebody say, yields dividends. Somebody say, yields dividends. Yes. When that presence is with you, it's an asset. In fact, I call God's manifest presence the asset of inestimable value. You can't put value on it. I said I'm talking to you about 12, uh, 12 uncommon blessings God's manifest presence with you guarantees. But there are more. For the purposes of teaching, I will just touch on these ones. But there are more. It's not something you can put a monetary value on. When God's presence is with you, it makes all the difference. Number one, we said it guarantees your deliverance from all troubles. Somebody say God's presence, God's presence. guarantees my deliverance guarantees. from all troubles. 
When God's presence is with you, you can be guaranteed deliverance. Accident will pass you by. Plane crash will pass you by. Premature death will pass you by. Am I communicating somebody at all? The Bible says of Joseph, as 7 verse 9, and the patriarchs becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him from all his troubles. You will be delivered from every trouble. Every trap that is set for you, you shall be delivered. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are times you are going on a journey, you don't know what is awaiting you on the journey. But when the presence of God is with you, before you get there, the trap is gone. Somebody say an amen. Amen. Many are the afflictions. The Lord shall deliver him from them all. He keepeth all his bones. Somebody say all his bones. I want you to picture that. I've kept that thing in my mind's eye. He keepeth all my bones. When I'm dying, my bones must be intact. They will not be scattered anywhere. He keepeth all his bones. Not a single one of them is broken. You know what that is? Psalm 34 verse 20. He keepeth all his bones. All his bones. Psalm 34 verse 20. Not a single one of them is broken. Keep it all his bones. He will preserve you. The Bible said the Lord shall preserve thy going forth and thy coming in. He shall preserve thee from all evil. Declare I am supernaturally preserved. All my bones shall be kept intact. And not a single one of my bones shall be broken. Somebody shout an amen. Number two, we said God's manifest presence is your greatest compensation in life. Somebody say my greatest compensation. Your greatest compensation in life. God came to a man by the name of Gideon and said, Gideon, I'm going to send you forward. And Gideon began to list for God all his liabilities. All the weaknesses in his character. Lord, you know, I don't have this. My family is poor. I'm not scholarly. I don't have connections. I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. God said, listen, shut up. What you need is me. When I go with you, people will not know that you don't even know how to speak. Moses was speaking with God. He said, Lord, I'm not eloquent. God said, shut up. I'm not talking about your eloquence. I will be with your mouth. Who made the cow or the donkey? I will be with your mouth. When God's presence is with you, your weaknesses usually are not seen by people. There is no man who has no God weakness. The reason why sometimes people are disqualified is because they are disqualified on the basis of their weakness. But when the manifest presence of God is with you, you attend an interview and you think you messed up. But by the time you realize you are on top. Am I communicating somebody at all? You handle a matter and it looks like it didn't go too well. But the time judgment is passed. It's passed in your favor. Can somebody shout an amen? amen? Your greatest compensation for all your inadequacies in life is God's presence. It takes care of every other thing. The man said, I'm poor. He says, you are poor. My presence will take care of your poverty. I can't talk. He says, you can't talk. My presence will teach you what to say. Jeremiah looked at God and said, I am a child. He said, say not, I am a child. I will go with you and I will be with you. May the Lord go with you and may the Lord be with you. Somebody shout an amen. Amen. And then, we want to continue. Number three. That's what I was supposed to do last week, right? And I couldn't do that. Did I start at all? I didn't. Let's do that and see where we can run. 
to within the limited time that we have. Number three, God's manifest presence extinguishes fear from your life. Somebody say fear. Fear. From today, you will not live under fear again. You will not live through the bondage of fear again. Many people are living in fear 24-7. They live with fear. They live with fear. When there is no light, they are afraid. When they are walking alone, they are afraid. They cannot just be on themselves alone. Look at what the Bible says. First Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage. In other words, courage is confronting your fears. Be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be what? Do not fear nor be what? For the Lord my God will be with you. That's what you need. For the Lord my God will be with you. Fear is extinguished. David said, yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow. This is a man who is telling him he had seen all kinds of things in his life but never lived under fear. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You see, man's greatest fear is death. And David said, even in death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he is with me. Somebody say an Amen. You cannot be surrounded by the presence of God and be filled with fear at the same time. It's a paradox. You cannot. You can't have. You cannot be surrounded with, with the presence of God and be filled or enveloped in fear at the same time. No. You see, all of us are naturally bold in the presence of a very strong person. Am I communicating here? Now, if you had these macho guys, one of these macho guys, there, there used to be a certain gentleman in this city many years ago by the name of Budo. Budo was a very strong guy. Very, very strong. He could stand at somewhere in Crowfoam or so, Ashtown, all of those places. The traffic light at uh, Crowfoam. He could stand at a place and police were not there. He would stop all vehicles. Four directions. From Tafunshi Aeso, from Ashanti Newtown, from Swami Runabout, and from Airport Runabout. He's standing in the middle there and he just lift up his hand like this. You dare not. Nobody will cross there. That's Budo. Now, when Budo is your brother, no, 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 no. You can't walk in fear. Now, here we are. We are not talking about Budo. We are talking about the one who made Budo. <laughs> we are talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And you see, Budo could not be with you every time. Because when Budo is with you, it means he's not in his house. But God can be with you everywhere. He can be with you everywhere. That's why in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 and 2, it said, That saith the Lord that created thee. Oh, Jacob, he that formed thee. Oh, Israel, fear not for I have redeemed thee. Now, we are the people who are truly redeemed. We have been redeemed. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Having been made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is every man that hangs. We've been redeemed. He said, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art man. How many of you know that you belong to God? Yeah. You are God's. The Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. When you are sealed, a seed is a symbol of authority. A seal is a symbol of ownership. When God gave you the Holy Spirit, he was simply telling you that you are mine for good. You cannot. It's not possible to take yourself away from my hand. You are mine. I owe you and I owe you completely. The Bible said we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar.
peculiar people. God has chosen you for himself. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you and I've ordained you. God chose you because he likes you and is delighted in you. He says, when thou passest through the waters. Because now, the reason why all of these things are going to happen is that number one, I have redeemed thee. Number two, I have chosen thee. Number three, you are mine. Now, because all of these are through, when you go through the waters, what do I, I will be with you. Somebody say, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame candle upon thee. Any picture coming to your mind, any picture coming to your mind. I like the last bit, neither shall the flame candle upon thee. Any picture coming to your mind. Think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, in the fairy furnace. The Bible said there was no smell of the fire on them. It shall not come nigh that is your place. When people are living with fear, it's simply because they have lost an appreciation of God's presence. Because everybody flees at God's presence. Every negative force flees at God's presence. Last week, I showed you when Jordan was driven aback. The sea saw it and fled. Now, if something is happening, some casualty is happening or there's a crisis and the sea is running away. Who is a human being to run? The sea is running away. Mountains are running away. Which human being will be running towards that thing? Somebody say, I'm secure. I'm secure. Say, I am covered. I'm protected. God vanquished the fear of Gideon for the Midianite. You know, Gideon was sitting in somewhere in the book of Judges 6, verse 11 and 12. He was sitting in somewhere and he was threshing out the corn and he was hiding it away from the Midianite. Why was he doing that? Because he was afraid. Verse 11. He sat under a tree. And in order to hide it from the Midianites. But when God came to him, he said, my man, don't be afraid. The Lord is with you. You are a mighty man of valor. And from that moment, when his perspective changed, from hiding away to confronting the people, everything changed. That's how Gideon's identity changed. I see your identity changing. Joshua's fear of taking over the reins of leadership from the man Moses was cured through God's presence. He said, be strong. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. Don't be afraid. I will be with you. God's presence secures your life. The consciousness of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their consciousness. I like the word consciousness. Somebody say consciousness. 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 It's kind of a Rastafarian word, but it's a very powerful word. Rasta consciousness. You have to be conscious. There are many things that are for you, but because you are not conscious of them, you are not making use of them. Your consciousness of what is available for you in Christ. The Bible says that your faith may become effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in thee in Christ. I said, bring it on. Let the fairy furnace be heated up. We don't care, O king. Our God is able. And he will deliver us. And when they went in, they came out. No matter where they place you, you will come out. No matter what imaginations, what plot have been laid in your path, you will come out. Somebody shout, I'm coming out. Shout, I am coming out. God's manifest presence with you. Listen, it does not just extinguish fear from your life. It also puts your fear on the people you are afraid of. (laughs) Do you know? I'm sure you'll be shocked to know that those people are also afraid of you. 
<laughs> it's a sad thing. Do you know that David spent greater part of his time running away from Saul? Read the book of Kings. First Kings, Second Kings, First Kings, and then First Samuel, Second Samuel. You see that David was running away, busily running away from Saul. Why? Because he was afraid of Saul. Every time he was so concerned that Saul may kill him. But do you know that Saul had also seen God's presence around him and was afraid of him? Look at that. First Samuel eighteen twelve, and Saul was afraid of David. Somebody say Saul. <laughs> this is a very serious thing. Saul was afraid of David. Imagine that the president of a nation who has a armory of a nation behind him is afraid of a single man. And the reason why he was afraid was because the president had the army behind him, but he had God with him. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Am I communicating at all to someone? That's it. He said, he saw that God was with him. He saw it. This is what we call manifest. It's visible. You will see it. From today, people will see that God is with you. Anybody who is seeking to disturb you in your office, God will reveal to them that he is with you. You see, you can be in an office and somebody is just sitting on your happiness, troubling you. What he needs to know, he needs to know that you are not a common man. And you will know that with your grammar. Your grammar will not change it. Your height will not change it. Your working extra hard and forsaking church and prayer will not change it. But when God visits them in the night and gives them the kind of warning he gave to Laban, they themselves will come and say, listen, we know you very well. We know you very well. You know, Laban was on his way to go and destroy uh, Jacob. He ran and outran Jacob. And almost would have killed Jacob. But the night before he got to where Jacob is, God revealed to him. He said, listen, be very careful. That man you are going to, I'm with him. And when you get to, I know you, because you have faster horses, you go and meet him. But when you get there, speak no evil nor good. If you want to live, <laughs> just watch him like this and bid him bye-bye. And that's exactly what he did. Praise the Lord. From today, the things you are afraid will be afraid of you. Amen. That's why you should not live your life in fear. God didn't give it to you. Satan is using it to steal many things away from you. You know, Satan cannot touch you until he's able to plant fear in your spirit. That's it. The reason why he makes you hear things that makes you afraid, makes you see things that makes you afraid. When you sleep and he brings one weird dream to make you afraid, you know, he has an agenda. When you wake up, don't allow that vision he showed you to keep you cool. Just blast in some Holy Ghost stones and let him know where he belongs. Am I communicating here? Because he has an agenda. He wants you to wake up distressed. Wake up confused. Wake up intimidated. When I was young, we used to like fights. And sometimes you would just talk. You talk big. Just to intimidate. Oh, there was one guy, he beat me very hard. <laughs> he really beat me. <laughs> I will not give up. But it's a, it's a good virtue today. Yeah. I will not give up. You beat me, I will come back again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will come back again. But you see, they will speak and speak. It has been a battle strategy. It's not today when you are going to you watch wrestling context and before they do it, this guy will be speaking as if he's a small boy. 
It was the same thing. When David was going to face Goliath, it's not the same thing. It's not today's thing. It has been there since. During the king's era, the kings will speak and say, listen, who is this God that you are confident in? Senator, who is this God that you are confident in? That God will not be able to do anything. Now, he has taken it from beyond you. He's now attacking your God. Now, you are relying on God and he's telling you that your God is a nobody. So, by the time you realize, all he is doing is to bring you to a place where you fear him, you rate him higher than you, you rate him far above you. That is Satan's strategy. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. That wild schemes he uses. You will not be defeated. Amen. Number four, God's manifest presence guarantees you high favor with people who matter to your destiny. Somebody say high favor. That's why this prayer is more important than asking for a car, asking for a house, asking for... No, 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 no. All of these things come with the presence. High favor. Somebody say high favor. There is favor and there is high favor. I said there is favor and there is high There is favor and there is high favor. Luke one twenty eight. The Bible said, and the angel came in unto her and said, hey, thou highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Highly favored one. From today, may men see you as highly favored one. May this church become a highly favored church. May your business become a highly favored business. May your life be a highly favored life. May your children be highly favored children. May your husband be a highly favored husband. May your business company be a highly favored one. Highly favored life. Highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Highly favored one. Highly favored one. That's one of the things Mary and Joseph enjoyed high favor. Look at this. Acts chapter 7 verse 9 to 10. This is God's manifest presence. I told you what Potiphar saw in Joseph's life was not God's abiding presence, was not God's universal presence. It was God's manifest presence. He was a heathen king, so he couldn't have seen it spiritually. If it was just spiritual, there is no way he would have seen it as a hidden man. He said, and the patriarchs becoming envious, sold him into Egypt. But God was, oh, God was. How do we know God was with him? Because his master saw it and later and attested to it. God was with him and delivered him from all his, oh, say it, all his, and gave him what? And gave him what? And gave him what? The Lord who gives favor is granting you uncommon favor. He said, and gave him favor. Gave him favor. In the presence of Pharaoh. Pharaoh mattered to Joseph's destiny. And God gave him favor in his sight. I declare to you tonight, I prophesy over your life. Anybody who matters to your destiny, I declare that from tonight... You have high favor in your sight. I pronounce high favor for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Boldly declare with me. I boldly declare. I am a carrier of God's manifest presence. And by reason of God's presence, I walk in high favor with anyone who matters to my destiny. In Jesus' precious name. Humbly take your seat. Everyone who mattered to Joseph's destiny, he enjoyed favor with. Everyone who mattered. You see, there are people, they matter to your destiny. 
But if God does not give you favor in their sight, you will be at one spot. There is only one person who needs to give you a certain business and your whole life will be turned around. But what you need is God giving you favor. And that favor comes not because you sent an impressive CV. It doesn't come because you are connected to some big man. It comes because when you sent your CV or you sent your application, the presence of God went to that application. Joseph enjoyed high favor with Potiphar. Look at that. Genesis 30, 39 verse 3 and 4. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found, verse 4, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. What Joseph became was not because of his CV. It was because of favor. Because of what? Favor. He became. We know Joseph was hardworking, but we are not told he made him his attendant because he was hardworking. We know Joseph was a faithful man because later on when the man was tempted by his wife, he said, I will not do this sin and sin against my boss. My boss is a good man. He's been kind to me. I won't do that. But we are not told that it was any of these credentials that made Joseph become his attendant. He had favor with him. May God give you favor. May the favor of God speak for you. Not only that. He did not just have favor with him. He had favor with the prison warden. The man who was in charge of the prison, 21 and 20, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined, but where Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was, the Lord was. <laughs> Don't be going to places, you are dressed good, you are smelling good, but you are not smelling God. <laughs> you better smell God always. Tell your neighbor, say, smell God always. Yeah, smell God always. Smell God. And you won't smell God until you learn to stay with God. When you stay near smoke for a long time, when you leave the place, you'll be smelling smoke. Is that not the case? When you stay with God, when Moses on the mountain camp with God, when he descended, everybody saw his face and his face had changed. They saw it. He was smelling God. From today, you will smell God. Amen. I said, you will smell God. Amen. When you enter your office, you will smell God. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That's what happened. And the Lord was with him and he gave him, granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Now, imagine that God became a prisoner. Everybody will give up their seed for God. Are you with me here? When Joseph went into prison with God, that's what he, he went with God. So when they gave him the favor, it was not him they were giving, they were giving it to God. They saw God in him. From today, people will see God in you. Amen. Somebody shout an amen. amen. And then the Bible said he enjoyed favor with Pharaoh as 710 and delivered him from out of all his troubles. 710. And gave him favor. Somebody say favor favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh. Favor. So, oh, Pastor James, you know, I used to think that it was the gift of Joseph, really, that made the way for him. And I really appreciate the gift. But, as I'm standing here now, the Holy Spirit is telling me it wasn't about the gift. It was the favor he had with Pharaoh. It was the favor. He had favor with Pharaoh. Because there were many wise men around. 
Do you know that when they finished, Pharaoh took a unilateral decision. In a nation, and a very powerful nation at that time, with cabinet and uh, uh, parliament, I suppose, all of those places like that, it would be highly unacceptable for you to just single-handedly decide that this guy, he's a foreigner, one. He's a foreigner, two. He's an ex-rapist. Then unilaterally, no matter what kind of gift he displays, these are serious things that you cannot. This man is a lawyer. When you are an ex-convict, can you become a president of a nation? An ex-convict cannot be a president of a nation. Never! That is within the nations of men. But when God steps in, <laughs> when God steps in, the ex-convict, so if Pharaoh had taken the matter to parliament, they would have voted against him. But he took a unilateral decision. He had favor. He said, by the executive powers conferred on me as Pharaoh. From today, you will be my number two. And everybody had to comply. May that favor work for you. Somebody shout a better amen. Shout a louder amen. Genesis 41 verse 40 and 41. You shall be in charge of all my palace. And all my people. This is a verdict. <laughs> it's an edict. All my people will submit to you orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Everybody can go to hell. I have spoken. This is not subject to any board decision. It's not subject to any executive decision. Those who like it, they uh, stay with me. Anybody who is not in support of this, I'll fire them because of you. That's Faber speaking. I see Faber speak for you. The Bible says, so Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby. Somebody say, I hereby. I'm the one doing it. I hereby, no, we hereby. I hereby put you in charge over the whole land of Egypt. Favor will speak for you. Listen, favor will put you where you belong. There is a place you belong in business. There's a place you belong in life. There's a place God has ordained for you in the place where you are working. And you will never get there by mind or by power, by, by skill. You can only get there by favor. Tonight, I speak that the favor of God will take you to that place. May the favor of God move you and take you to that place. Shout, I believe it. Take your seat. God's high favor upon you will cause many things to happen to your life. But one of the things I'm praying for you tonight is that that favor will bring you your request to you. You see, favor influences what we receive. When God's high favor is upon you, when you ask people for what you want, they give it to you without thinking twice. They give it to you without thinking twice. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 and 36. The Israelite did as Moses instructed and asked. Somebody say, ask. Now, from tonight, when you are powered up the presence, go and make some requests. He said, ask the Egyptian for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. Verse 36. And the Lord made Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people. And they gave. Somebody said they gave. They gave them what they asked for. So they planted the Egyptians. Now listen. They gave them everything they asked for. Even when it was at the expense of their life, they gave. Favor, 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 favor. Favor will cause men to give to you. I said, favor will cause men to give to you. That job will be yours by favor. Laban to Jacob. Favor. He said, appoint me your wages. Imagine your boss tells you that, tell me how much you want to be paid. Then Jacob said, "Ah, are you really sure? Jacob, as for Jacob, you don't put that request before him. Then when he said that, he said, Okay, you want me to tell you? 
I, the man said, I have learned by experience that God has blessed me for your sake. Now tell me how you want to be paid. And the Bible says, Jacob opened his mouth. And Jacob's mouth can be very wide. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Now look at it. Tell me whatever I owe you, whatever it is, I will pay. Now Faber was speaking and look, Jacob gave him a tall list. But I don't want to go through that because I don't have the time. But verse 34, he said, all right, Laban replied, it will be as you say. From tonight, it will be as you say. The favor of God will cause it to be as you say. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Esther, 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 Esther. Say, ask me. Even to the half of my kingdom, and it shall be given you. Half of my kingdom. Half of my kingdom. And by the time we say Jack, Haman was on the gallows. <laughs> Nobody would die. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But they won't stop your progress. I like this one. I think I should read Nehemiah with you before I close. <laughs> Nehemiah. I replied, if you please, I can, and if you are pleased with me, your servant, send me to Judah to rebuild the city where my ancestors are buried. Then the king with the queen sitting beside him. Good time to ask. Ask, how long will you be gone? No, he said, send me to go. Before he is done, he says, how long will you be gone? Then he said, when will you return? After I told him how long I would be gone, the king agreed to my... Kings will agree to your request. I said, kings will agree to your request. Before this time, low, low, low people are agreeing to your request. But from today, kings will agree to your request. People who can give you good money shall agree to your request. Before this time, only poor guys are coming your way. But from today, the rich and spiritual people will come your way. Sometimes you are looking for a man to marry and the ones who come, they are spiritual but they are broke. Other times, they are rich but they are not spiritual. But God can give you spiritual and rich. And I prophesy that upon every girl. It's the same thing too. Sometimes you are looking for a lady to marry. All the ladies you meet, they are broke. Because, listen, people think that it's only a man who should marry, a, a rich man who should marry a poor girl. A poor man can also marry a rich woman. All is good. All is good. Why do you make men suffer so much? If a man is looking for a, a nice girl, they say it's because of the girl's money. Why should it be the case? You are looking for somebody to marry. Two people. One is rich and spiritual. One is poor and spiritual. My daughter, choose a rich and spiritual. Money is a very, very powerful thing. Then the king said, verse 7, and I said to the king, if it please the king, let me have letters. So the first one is granted. Look at this. The second one, you can be on your feet as I close. Let me have the letters addressed to the governance of the prince, province of the west of Euphrates. This is the second request. Instructing him to let me travel safely through their territories on my way to Judah. Verse 8. And please give me a letter addressed to Asaph, the manager of the king's forest, instructing him to give me timber. I will need it to make beams for the gates of a temple fortress, for the city walls, and for a house for myself. Now, I like this. 
You see, this man was looking for things for the kingdom. Did you see that? For the temple gates. And they said, a house for myself. He did not start with a house for myself. (laughs) Favor doesn't just answer anywhere. All this I receive, I receive. Where are you receiving it to? (laughs) That's it. For the city walls and for a house for myself. And the Bible said, and the king did what? And the king did what? Not request, so request because of the gracious hand of God that was on me. That's favor. The hand of God brought favor upon him. Put your hand on your head as a symbol of the hand of God on your life. You enjoy favor. Favor, 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 favor. Lambro Rabato Kalaba. You are online. Put your hand on your head as we pray. Lagaboko Shadada Bahadasa. Lande Bele 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 Rabranda Daboko Sabadi Bahanabasa. Ikabali Bahane Gelele Behande Bosa. Rebrade Kaluza Bande Katuandese. Igabaka Boshana Dabaha. Fela Bazone de Becabali and Nabazua. A green bele 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 Yaga baka bosa bande debe kelele bosa imbale keto kale brahande bolo bosanda inga bali bosa bali bahanda la bahanda sa repate kabande bosa in Jesus precious name in Jesus precious name welcome to your season of high favor welcome to your season of high favor between now and the end of the year enjoy high favor. Between now and the end of the year, your request is delivered to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So it shall be in your life. Turn your hands together for the Lord if you can bless. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarter church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never, never be the same.